0: Jesus never fails. And let's turn to Ephesians. And we're tying this in with Proverbs, as we did last time. A Christian and his behaviour in his marital relationships. We've seen that, or seeing that, down to verse 4 of chapter 6. As a partner... Uh, just because the world is using that word in the wrong way, let's not give it up. <laughs> yeah, because we were using it before they were. Um, and as a parent, in verses one to four of chapter six, the Christian is and his behaviour as a parent. And we looked at the child's simple task, and the principle in verse one is: children, obey your parents. You Scared them all away last time. <laughs> then he come back. No, <laughs> was, no. they're probably listening to me. <laughs> no, there, there's a sickness there, so pray for them. Ah, yeah, the a burning Sarah just arrived, so there's a few of them. <clears throat> Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honour thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee. And thou mayest live long on the earth. Um, If you want to live long, children, obey your parents. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And so we're looking at this time. We went to the book of Proverbs. There's many references there. And we were talking to the children last time, more so than the parents. But the parents could be the problem lies with us or our lack of love coupled with our lack of or over discipline of the children and so there can be there needs to be the right balance in in our treatment of our children let's pray and ask the lord to guide us in his word thank you heavenly father for the word of god that liveth and abideth forever that we have in our hands and how I pray our hearts today. Lord, bless the word to children and parents alike and grandparents too, for we all have a part in being an influence and a godly influence on young ones coming up. Lord, we ask your blessing now as the word is studied in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Let's go back to the book of Proverbs children obey your parents and honour your father and mother as we're thinking of this and we've looked at as I said the children already in the book of Proverbs let's look at the parents responsibility that we have outlined for us in the book of Proverbs we've got chapter 13 and verse 24 and here's another one you could mark in a different colour so you can just finger through Proverbs and find it at at a flick flicking the pages and finding the word quickly and uh, might come good have good use in in time of need verse 24 of 13 he that spareth his rod hateth his son but he that loveth him chasteneth him before times now <laughs> we have today a generation that's been raised and it's that you don't discipline your children the bible says we do. And it's done, as I said earlier, in balance. If you spare the rod, you hate your son. But the, today the world says if you, if you use the rod, you hate your son. If you use the rod in school, you get into big trouble. And I think most of the uh, people probably over 40 were used to the, the strap or the cane or whatever they used in, in school being used. Say so that, Mr. Dunn? Yeah, you hold out your hand and you get ready. It could be four or it could be six or two. <laughs> he knows the, the, <laughs> <of> the, <laughs> the, the severity. They in even numbers two, four, and six. Right. And the cuts. <laughs> That's what he called them, with cuts. It lived up on top of the cupboard. Yep. And it did it disappear at times? Oh, right. So that was a part of being raised in yesterday's school. All of those teachers were to be locked up now if they, they did that. But what's happening in the classroom? Even with that happening, I remember a few of the fights of the pupils attacking the teachers in our classrooms in, in my day, and those 50 years ago. The teacher always seemed to come out on top of the pile. <laughs> he might have been smaller than the, some of the children that got a hold of him, wasn't as a boy's tech too. But uh, <clears throat> And when it, when it was the lady teachers that had to give the strap, they assigned the big fella in the social studies room to give the strap on their behalf. <laughs> and uh, she didn't seem so mean then, but she really was the one that said, OK, you're for it. <laughs> But I re- we remember those days, don't we? And, you know, there might have been some that was done wrongfully, but that doesn't stop the issue that discipline... Without discipline, there's no learning. And uh, it's almost a, need, a necessity in our society today that everyone does, like they do in Israel, uh, compulsory army training, to learn a bit of discipline for a year. And it would really help our whole country. Yeah. And the government's not listening to us, but <laughs> that would be good. And in the home, we don't... The one that hates their child is the one that doesn't discipline their child. Leave them to themselves and they'll bring you to shame. Let's go back to um, 19 and 18. Chasten thy son while there is hope. And what, when is there hope? For chastening a child? When he's 15? No. When he's earlier than that? When he's earlier than that. And so, young people, uh, you might like discipline, but it's necessary. Young people, when you grow up, you need to discipline. Because it, it builds character, it builds honesty, it builds godliness, In the, if it's a Christian home, into that child. chasten thy son while there is hope and let not thy soul spare for his crying. Haven't you noticed the crying's louder before they get the, <laughs> the discipline than after? They're trying to stop you um, and they ne- need to learn not to do that. Otherwise, there's another one if you keep that up. <laughs> Add to that. This is what the Bible says. Now, you can argue with all your human wisdom, but this is what God said through his word. In verse 30 of chapter 20, another one to Mark. The blueness of a wound cleanseth away evil, so do stripes the inward parts. And that is in the stripes, the discipline, training. Oh, verse, 20, verse 6 of chapter 22 over the page. Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And we had a bit of a discussion a couple of Monday nights ago about that one. And uh, train up a child and when he is old, and how old's old and the, the old there does mean an older person and that's 2204 in the, in the concordance in the back in the Hebrew and 2206 when they are it does refer to when a, when a beard starts growing so you see they should by middle teens start getting the drift <laughs> this is what I should be doing And so from that age onward, they should, and when they grow old, they'll appreciate the discipline they got earlier. And not that they're going to take it on their children because dad hit me, I'm going to hit you. That's not the issue at all. Verse 15, foolishness is bound in the heart. This is chapter 22 still. Heart of a child, but the rod of correction will drive it far from him. And there is a good reason for discipline because foolishness, we're all in that category aren't we we were foolish in our desires in our behavior in our attitudes and the, it's in the child but the rod of correction will drive it from him and Psalm so 22 verse 15 <clears throat> go to the page 23 and verse 13 and 14 withhold not correction from the child for if thou beatest him with the rod he shall not die thou shalt beat him with the rod and shall deliver his soul from where well, hey isn't it worth a few strappings um, in the right manner given at the right time applied not in anger but in love that he might be delivered from eternal damnation that's a pretty big promise that you have in the word of god there if you go to chapter 29 the last two chapter 29 verse 15 The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame. When the wicked are multiplied, transgression increaseth. That's where we are today in our society. But the righteous shall see their fall. Correct thy son, and you see, this is all in context. Verse 16 is context of verse 15 and 17. Correct thy son, and he shall give thee rest. Yea, he shall give delight. Unto thy soul. It's a blessing to have children who've been disciplined and walk in the way of the Lord when they grow older. And they learn to submit themselves to authority all through society and authority in the marriage, authority in society, authority to the, to the authorities that be, the government, and those there. That these authorities are for the punishment of evildoers huh? and for the praise of them that do well. Things might be changing the way laws are going now, but that's what the Bible says they are there for. Okay, so let's take up our responsibility as parents to do the discipline correctly. Let's go back to Ephesians chapter five, 6 and verse 2. Honour thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. This is Ephesians 6, 2. So we've seen the principle to children and to parents in Proverbs. Now the precept is in verse 2. The Ten Commandments, the Decalogue, are the heart of the six other, 600 other <laughs> commandments. They are divided into two parts. It's If you read through the Decalogue, the Ten Commandments, man's duty to God, it seems to be uh, Commandment 1 to 4, and then man's duty to man, 5 to 10 in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 2 it's the fifth commandment that's being referred to honour thy father and mother this is the first commandment with promise so the Lord summarised the commandments in uh, Mark chapter 12 verse 30 to 31 and when he was asked the question which is the greatest commandment and the greatest commandment he said was to love the Lord your God with all your heart. And the second is like unto it. What is it? To love your neighbor as yourself. When you think of that, he summed up the Ten Commandments. Because the first four about our relationship uh, to, to God, and our second, the second six, or the second part of them, the last six, are man's duty to man. Love your neighbor as yourself. So the Lord summarized that pretty good in just a brief saying. <laughs> this sums up the commandments. Some have said, and probably it's correct, that it should be divided five five. Five to God, five to man, not four to and and six, which then ties this commandment, this fifth one, in with our duty to God. This one that's referred to here, honour your father and mother. Uh, This distinction is important for the fifth commandment puts the parents in the place of the Lord over their young children while they're in that formative stage and teaching them to fear God as they would honour and fear their parents. And failure to honour one's parents is an insult to God that gave the commandment, is it, is it not? You know, when, we don't, when we don't obey, we choose to disobey. Rebellion against parents, well what does it say in the Old Testament to King Saul about rebellion is? the sin of witchcraft and that's a pretty when you're Christian just think that's a pretty yep. high sin mm. um, bad sin against parents it's a high hand of rebellion against God and we have a lot of people dabbling in witchcraft then mm-hmm. if they're rebelling and disobeying their parents today is the biggest single fastest growing religion in America yeah yeah well, <laughs> We have wicca yeah, and it all comes from rebellion. It's supposed to be the most Christian country in the world, they took but the Bible, yet it's. It yep, it and, yeah. oh, yeah. and look what we're getting now. <laughs> all sin is rebellion against God. and Grouping the fifth commandment, honor your parents, with those address that address our attitude toward God puts it there in a a high, uh, we we must do this, we must obey God and don't get involved in dishonouring or disobeying God. And so the Holy Spirit makes it clear that defiance of parental authority is also sin against God himself when we disobey our parents. Now, let's go and see if it's as serious as it is. Let's turn to Deuteronomy chapter 21 and verse 18. Only your parents, children. Deuteronomy 21 and 18. If a man have a stubborn and rebellious son who will not obey the voice of his father or the voice of his mother, and that when they have chastened him, he will not hearken unto them. Then shall his father and his mother lay hold on him and bring him out unto the elders of the city. Now, it would indicate that he's not a young adult yet because they've got a hold of him and dragging him there. It'd be against his will because he's rebellious. Unto the gate of the, his place. And and, in verse 20, they shall say unto the elders of the city, This our son is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey our voice. He is a glutton and a drunkard. And well, he might be a bit older than I think. (laughs) And all the men of the city shall stone him with stones that he die. So that shall put away from among you and all Israel shall hear and fear. If we had gates in the city of Albury and this happened to one person, what would all the others think? Well, just what they thought in Israel. Yeah. Because sentence is not issued against rebellion today, we have a society going where it is. Yeah. There are laws, but the police get frustrated, they catch the criminal, take him to court, and he gets off with a slap on the wrist. And the judges. Just let them off. They they that um, pay payroll, when they get out of prison, are letting them out before they should be let out. And uh, and, and they get free feed they get television, they can get education, university in jail. It's not like a punishment. It's like to some, it's a, it's a way of getting something for nothing again. And so they've disobeyed the law and gone in. So we are reaping what we sow and people don't like that don't like the thought of what we're saying tonight at all but that's what god thinks so eh? it's laid down in the old testament god does not want children to disobey parents he wants them to obey parents not just because of the threat and in ephesians we can see there's not because of the threat of punishment but he gives a promise with it in ephesians which is the first commandment with promise. So we go from the principle in verse 1 to the precept of verse 2 of discipline and now to, to the promise in chapter 6 and verse 3. May be well with you and you may live long on the earth. A child who grows up to love, to honour and to obey his mother and father lays the foundation, does he, does he not, for a happy a more stable and more successful life than a child who is rude, disrespectful, self-willed and rebellious. Let's say a stormy path is ahead for those who are disobedient, and often the people in the jails are full of those who were willfully disobedient or weren't disciplined correctly. They will drift into bad company, resent all rule and authority. And in many cases end up on the wrong side of the law. I've just been reading through the kings in the book of Chronicles. And the, the kings of Judah. And it's amazing. And I think I mentioned it. But I didn't mention names. The good and the bad. And the bad and the good. And the bad, bad and good, good. Whatever. Rehoboam. He did evil. Second Chronicles 12. Abijah. He was okay. This is the son of a bad king. So he chose to follow the Lord and to seek the Lord Asa he did good and right but then at the end he did wrong and so many of the kings did wrong just at the end but was it because of their parents or their own attitude toward their parents Jehoshaphat he did good so there's three in a row that were good but not all the way through Jehoshaphat did wrong in chapter 18 and verse 1 And he he introduced his son. Jehoshaphat introduced his son, who was going to be the next king, to Ahab and Jezebel's daughter. Bad move. Twice he it said twice in the scripture he went and made a deal and did a deal with and went to war with, not to fight against but to fight with, the king of Israel. He should have stayed separate, but he introduced, and then Ahab's child's influence came right into the line of Judah, and influenced the next two kings to be bad. In Judah itself, he had Ahab, Jezebel's daughter, Je- Jehoram, huh, daughter and daughter of Ahab and Jezebel, as the king's wife, and. The next king was bad. His mum was Athaliah, Ahab's daughter, and then there comes a good king. After those bad ones, it was Joash, but he was only good, and I think all this <laughs> depends on the parents and the attitude of the child to the parents and discipline. Joash was only good while well, there's a good, good priest, Jedediah, wasn't it? Yep, Jedediah was alive and as soon as he died he went off the rails and uh, he didn't have that disciplining guiding hand and he was an older person he should he by that time he should have been responsible and no knew what was right but um that that was this morning i was reading through them and i thought how it relates to people ending up on the wrong side of the law of the lord if they don't submit themselves to to discipline don't humble themselves through things that happen many times has a teen lived in rebellion then had children who all rebelled you can praise God if you're out of an unsaved family you're the first one saved you can praise the Lord for that and you can start things again (laughs) correctly back to the book (laughs) back to what God wants in your family and for your family and pray to God that it's not a one generation bleach in your family that it goes on if the Lord tarries for generations that honor the Lord that respect him young people do you want to live a good life and for God's blessing to be on you that it may be well with you you'd have to be a fool to say no to say yeah to say no you you want that that's what you're looking for and it must live long on the earth do you want to live long do what God wants you to do in honouring your parents. And um, next time we'll get together, we'll look at verse 4 and the father's responsibility there. And um, there's a balance in the discipline. We've talked about the discipline. We've talked about obedience disobedience, but there's a in, in, in the discipline, it's not, well, I've got the authority and I'm going to thump you. No, no the child will go off in rebellion. Do it in anger, the child will go off in rebellion. Do it in love, because you don't want them to go in the wrong way and to go to hell. God will see to it that your children obey and follow after him and live long on the earth. And we'd we'd like that to be so for all of our children, wouldn't we? I think we all would.